You're listening to Unique Leaders Podcast. I'm Megan DiMartino. Success is in the story. Each week, I'll be speaking with a unique leader, not only in their field, but in their lives. Join us for a glimpse of their passion and talents. There's always a surprise in their story. Be the first to hear. Hello, 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 and welcome to Unique Leaders Live. It is Friday, my favorite day of the week, not because of the weekend, but because of Unique Leaders Live. This is a show that really just catapults the story of my guest. And I say catapult because it's from the beginning to today. And it is the essence of that individual. We all have a story. You know, they say that uh, success leaves clues. Well, I don't want clues. I want you to have the entire story because you will see yourself in this story. You'll see how this individual, my dear friend, Marcus, uh, El, you know, Ellis is, um, and, and there's so much about him that it's just, you know, so much more than just one story. So I can't wait for you to hear his essence and his story. But before we do that, I would like you to share this out because there are going to be so many people that will resonate with Marcus. He is a musician. He is a performer. He is a father. He is a philanthropist. He is a creative. I mean, there's so much about him that will resonate with people. So do share this out. This is going to be on all the social media platforms. So share it out on Instagram and Facebook and uh, just all of the different platforms. Also on YouTube. And just when you go to YouTube to watch this again, do subscribe to YouTube because again, it will help others to find Unique Leaders Live. All of the past shows are on it. They are amazing people that have truly compelling and interesting stories that I know will resonate with you. So uh, with that, on Tuesday, uh, uh, we will have this on all the podcasting platforms. So you'll be able to revisit Marcus uh, down, you know, not only Today Live, but also in a replay and then YouTube and then, of course, all the podcasting. So with that said, I, without further ado, I'd like to introduce you to my guest, Marcus Ellis. Hello, Hi, hello. Megan. How hello. are you doing? I am so happy, happy to have you with me. We had such a wonderful time in New York City last week, and I said, you know, when someone uh, moved to September, I said, I want Marcus to come on and share your amazing story with our guests. So I'm thrilled to have you with me. Well, thank you so much for having me. I'm honored. You know, people were talking about uh, in New York of having FOMO, fear of missing out. Well, I have FOMI, fear of missing you. So (laughs) (laughs) that is, I like that. We can use that. Yeah. Yeah. I I just came up with that the other day, either fear, fear of missing you or fear of missing y'all. But yeah, I'm honored to be here with you uh, because we had such a great time together last week in New York. It was really wonderful. So this is not about New York. This is not about last week. This is about you. Uh, So I would like you to take our guests back to young Marcus, where we were born, a little bit about you, and what then the essence that evolved to today. 
Okay. Well, I was born where I am right now in Pensacola, Florida. Um, I did leave for 10 years and came back. Um, so I've been back here in my hometown for a long time, but uh, I'm about to be 49 years old. I was born in 1972. Uh, so I experienced the funky 70s. And I think that has stuck with me. You know, I've got that musician uh, 70s thing. Um, and, you know, I've always been a big baseball fan. So starting up, I was into athletics, sports, baseball, basketball. Uh, but I was having a hard time hitting the baseball when I was seven years old. And my dad made a deal with me. He said, I've noticed you've been getting in my Beatle records. And he said, uh, every time you get a hit, I'll buy you a Beatle record. Wow. And yeah. So by the time I was 10, I had every release of the Beatles. Um, and so when I was in center field, I would get yelled at by coaches like, Ellis, stop singing. And I'd be singing Beatles tunes <laughs> out in the outfield, you know. And so uh, I'm not a big guy. I'm a little guy. And so my baseball career ended at high school. Um, and at that point, I'd already been playing music, but I transitioned into music. Um, I didn't particularly give up on athletics. I still an athletic today. Mm -hmm. um, but music is my passion. That's my thing. Um, so uh, at that point, you know, the Beatles were done, right? There was not any new music to discover. And I was really into the music of the 60s and 70s. And I fell in love with the Grateful Dead. So I started following the Grateful Dead uh, at the age of 15. And so oh. I followed them from 89 to 95. And I was always on that side of the stage. You know, I've seen over a 1000 concerts, and you name the acts, I've been there. But at stop, some point, stop for, stop sure. for a sec. So when you say the backside of the stage, what does that really mean? Because when I don't understand something, I know some of our guests don't. So sure. Well, mean? I was on I was on the front side of the stage. Forgive me. I was always looking at musicians playing, wishing that was me up on stage. Mm -hmm. So uh, at some point, I guess I was about 27 years old. You know, I'd played in garage bands and, you know, growing up and things really didn't materialize in, in that. But I made a decision at 27 that I'm going to go for this music music thing, because I want to be up there. Right. Um, and you and I, we talk about speaking our truth into existence. Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. I just said, I'm going to become, you know, and I've always sang well. Um, I, I was, that was my gift from, you know, from God is that I have a voice, not only a speaking voice, but a singing voice. Mm -hmm. um, so at 27, I started a, a band, a funk band called Goodfoot. So we were playing, you know, Parliament Funkadelic and Commodores and all that kind of, you know, in R&B and Marvin Gaye and all that. And I love that. Mm -hmm. And I did that for a while. And now... I'm in a tribute band uh, where we play classic rock albums, and it's gotten to be pretty big. Uh, last weekend, we just played our 10,000-seat arena for the first time. So transitioning from being a fan on stage to being a musician on stage. So I always say I've led two lives in front of the stage and on the stage. Wow. Okay. So let's go back, though, to the Grateful Dead, because sure. um, I, I have two daughters, and they're around your age. And right. um, my uh, older gal went to the University of Colorado nice. and stayed. And so um, she has a friend who I've known for a long time now that was a uh, deadhead, so to speak, right. and uh, followed them. So um, And so that was a long period of time. And so, you know, I, I would love to know, you know, I'd never interviewed this woman, so I don't know. But uh, what was compelling to you to have you travel and I, obviously the music? I understand sure. that. That was but first that, and foremost. But exactly. But there was something about them that truly um, compelled you to be on the road with them. Absolutely. Well, you know, like you said, first and foremost, it was the music. You know, mm -hmm. I had my favorite songs and the Grateful Dead never played the same show twice. 
it, oh it was it was all made up on the spot. They didn't have a set list. So you knew it night after night. And I saw them a few times, 122. Um, <laughs> so you knew going each night it'd be different. But there was a traveling community. You know, and, and I think all of us kids at the time, you know, and I say kids, but those young people all the way up to, you know, people who experienced the Grateful Dead in the 60s that were in their right. 40s, 50s at the time. Mm-hmm. But there was a, a sense of belonging. You know, um, I felt like this is where I fit in because I always struggled with my identity at an early age because I'm a Creek Indian and I look like this. Right. And so it was difficult to. Um, know from my grandfather's uh, teachings and all that, that I'm an Indian, but I'm leading this other life. And, you know, people go, oh, you don't look like an Indian. So I always had identity issues. Mm-hmm. And, but when we were on the road, we developed friendships and com- camaraderie and we supported each other because let's face it, being out on the road, traveling from city to city is not an easy thing to do, yeah. especially when you're a teenager, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. um, and, and, and I wasn't one who went out on the road with a lot of money. I made money selling clothes in the parking lot that I had imported from uh, uh, different places around the world. So we, it, was, it was my job, and it was my community, and it was my life. And then I, I just adored the music. I still listen to it today. You know, there's a joke where I say, I don't always listen to The Grateful Dead, but when I do, wait a minute, yes, I do. <laughs> so I'm still uh, listening to that music every sure. day because they, they cataloged every one of their shows and it's all out there now. It's on the archive for the government. Archive.org has a Grateful Dead page and you can listen to every show that you want. So wow. It, wow. I was there for the sense of community with my friends who I still have those lifelong friendships today. Yes. So what age again? Did you say 15 through 25? Did you say? No, uh, it, let's see. It, it ended in 95. So I would have been 24. Well, 23. Okay. So, okay. But it, it was, you know, seven or eight years before Jerry Garcia passed away and they mm-hmm. folded the band and they're still going today. They have um, a spinoff band called Dead and Company uh, mm-hmm. where John Mayer, believe it or not, is the takes the Jerry Garcia role. Um, mm-hmm. So the traveling circus still exists. But I, you know, and that's why I had you go back to that, because uh, knowing you a little bit. Right. That I knew that there was a piece to it, like you said, commerce right. that and starting at such a young age, you w- didn't have the um, financial ability just to travel. Right. So you made it work for you, you know, and I that because you're a very industrious person and very creative person. So I could see I can see you in the parking lot selling clothing and t-shirts and the like. So that's, yes, and I'm really glad you touched on that because I'm in sales now. That's what mm-hmm. I do. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and that's where I hone my craft, you know, because if I didn't sell that day, I wasn't going to eat. If I didn't sell that day, I didn't have gas to put in my car to go to the next place. If I didn't sell that day, I was stuck in whatever city that was. And sometimes it was, you know, um, uh, the Meadowlands in, in New Jersey. And you don't want to get stuck there on that exit. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I had to learn really quickly First of all, how to survive. Mm-hmm. And then second of all, how to sell. But the neat thing about it is that the people that had been doing it a while would take younger kids under their wing and show them how to do it. Mm-hmm. So I didn't learn it all on my own. I was shown by a community. We we never do anything on our own. Right, Megan? You can't That's do this right. show without me. I can't do it without you. Right. And so I was shown how to do it. And then from there, it catapulted and I really became good at it. And we used to have a saying that we partied like rock stars because we stayed in the nicest hotels because we were making good money on the road. And that has transferred into my life now uh, mm-hmm. as a salesperson. Mm-hmm. And that's why, as I shared earlier, this uh, show, like you said, it, the show could not be without you or I. 
but it is about your story, unique right. leaders, because I want our guests to see how you honed, like you just said, your craft right. of sales. And you know, the interesting thing to me about sales, because I technically I'm in sales, have been all my life and my business in my career life. But to me, sales is not, you know, yucky and sleazy. It's about information and it's also about sharing with others. Absolutely. And so it's really a, a um an essence uh, that people really need to get over because we all are communicating. Absolutely. And, and sharing with others. So, well, yeah, and I tell everybody all the time, you know, um, life is sales. Mm -hmm. Everything in life is sales. You know, when, when I when you're getting your mate, you're selling yourself. You know what I mean? You're convincing somebody that you're <laughs> worthy of being with them, you know. And so I always say everything is is sales. So I don't take the approach of uh, and, and to, to be clear, I'm in pro audio, video and lighting sales. You know, the job I'm at right now uh, and all pro integrated systems is the name of it. We install sound system at FSU, Boston College. We do house of worship all over the country. Mm -hmm. So anytime you go into a church and you see the lights and the speakers and that's what I sell. I see. Wow. I don't I, I I'm selling myself. Mm -hmm. My clients trust me. They trust Marcus Ellis. It's not about the equipment that most time they're like, I don't care what it is. You, I hear your, their vision mm -hmm. and then I put their vision into action. So, you know, not to go off on a tangent on sales, but everything no. in life is, is sales. Everything you do, all your communication is sales. But, you know, the other piece to what you just said, amen. Right. Everything. Like you said, uh, convincing them. I don't think it, it's about convincing. <laughs> well, wrong, wrong your, use of words. Uh, <laughs> your best foot forward. Right. Um, and, but, I, but I got your point. But right. what's also interesting about what you do sell is that it's part, I mean, I could not sell what you're doing because I don't know it. So right. therefore, it is in your wheelhouse and therefore, you're educating and and putting, like you said, a program together for your client that fits for them. So you're customizing it to their needs. Exactly. But, it, but it's in your wheelhouse. It's what you know, which is now music and entertainment. Right. Uh, that's see, that's what I mean. That yep. there is a, someone out there, Marcus, that's watching this, saying, "Wow, I love doing, you know, music, and you know, but I'm getting older, and I need to expand my horizon." So it's giving people those in, pieces of information. Not well, maybe touch on that. You just mm -hmm. said I'm getting older. Sorry to interrupt you. Maybe touch. You know. It's no, I didn't say you were getting older. No, I was want somebody. You know, I, yeah. I want to. I, it's a great point that you made that I want to express to everybody out there that it's never too late to go after your dream. Never. I'm almost 49, and you know, I played in the clubs and the bars for 20 years, and it's really it's a funny story. I gave it up. Uh, you know, I have younger kids. You know, I have five children, and when you're playing music in the clubs and bars, you're never home. You know, you're playing until three or four o'clock in the morning, and I gave it up. And the moment I gave it up, my best friend now gave me a phone call and said, we're doing this one show. And uh, to, to go back real quick, they teach orchestra and my wife teaches orchestra. All the people in my band teaches orchestra in Escambia County here in Florida. And the way White Tie Rock Ensemble was started was they wanted not only to teach the kids the classics of Beethoven, Tchaikovsky, you know, all of those names, but they wanted to teach them the classics of classic rock of Pink Floyd, the Beatles, Led Zeppelin. Yeah. And so the way White Tie came about is we just wanted to have a show 
where 50 kids could be up on stage playing their violins, cellos and bass and all of those classical instruments. And we put that with the rock music. The first show we did was Pink Floyd, Dark Side of the Moon, which coincidentally we just played last weekend for the first time in four years uh, at, at our gig. So we were educating the kids on that. And I never thought that 10 years later I would be playing a 10,000 seat arena. Mm -hmm. Right. And mm -hmm. so age is just a number. Yeah, I have this gray hair, but but I'm still out running five miles every morning because I'm mm -hmm. still moving. So I just want to impress on your audience that listen to this. You're never too old to start over. You're never you're too old to chase your dream. You're yeah, you're never too old to chase your dream. Right. Yeah. You yeah. know, and, and, you know, if I may go off on a tangent, we taught you and I talk about this a lot. Um, I now am motivational speaking. I'm speaking that into existence. I'm telling you, Megan, I'm a motivational speaker. I haven't done it on stage yet. I walk live every morning on Facebook and do it, but mm -hmm. I speak it into an existence and then I take action. I don't just sit there, you know, like the secret says, you know, people think the secret is, oh, I'll just focus on a $2 bill with $2 million written on it and $2 million is going to fall out of the sky. No, you have to get up off the couch rest the Cheetos off your chest and go out there and, and do it and, and really make your dreams come true. And I just want to press. It's never too late to start. Well, I, I don't know if you know this. I think you might. But um, I wrote a book last year, published it on Amazon uh, December of 2019, and it went to number one. Uh, on wow. Amazon on January 4th, which actually is my mother's birthday. Wow. Wow. But the title is Hope and Possibilities Just Over the Horizon. It's never too early or too late to create the life of your dreams. I love that. I, I knew you'd written a book, but I didn't know what it was about. So how appropriate. How appropriate. That's why I said you're preaching to, you know, this is my <laughs> genre because that is, and that is truly, Marcus, one of the essence, the true essence of Unique Leaders Live is that, uh, as I said in the intro, that I want people to see the real you, so to speak. Right. And um, I mean, Sharon Lecter has been on this, Jen, uh, Glenn Lundy has been on this, Greg Reed, um, and Bob Burr. I'm honored. So, <laughs> wow, I'm honored. So, but, but they're people. And sure. they have stories. And I mean, I'll just share Bob Berg, um, one of his, uh, who's the author of the Go-Giver right. series. Right. Um, right. He shared that, and so I'm not speaking out of uh, school, that he uh, shared this on Unique Leaders, and I've heard him share this before. But when he graduated from high school, his guidance counselor said, Berg, I didn't expect to see you here. This is the author of the Go-Giver series. Wow. <laughs> Right, right. Okay. And he right. went to he did go to college, but he was on academic probation for all four years. Wow. Wow. Well, you so, know, it's funny you say that because my grandfather, God rest his soul, one day said, Marky, you have to figure out what you're going to do before you're 30. And I said, I've got it figured out. And he said, what? And I said, I'm going to do music. And he was like, oh, my goodness. You know, <laughs> he was not happy about that. But now look at me. I'm selling out 2000 seat theaters. Right. you know, in my forties. And, you know, that's another great point. You never know when you're going to reach that point in your journey. You know, I just kept going and kept going and kept going. And if you would have told me 25 years ago that Mark, you're going to be playing the Sanger theater in Pensacola, Florida, and then you're going to be playing the Pensacola civic center. It's now called the Bay center where you saw your very first concert in 1985, which was original Chicago. Oh, wow. I was, I was in that building, Megan, this past weekend, I just, Dear Lord, thank you. I cannot believe that I'm in this room that I've saw probably a hundred concerts in, and now I'm on stage and people are paying to watch me. 
anyone can can get and can go after and achieve their goals and their dreams, but you have to go for it. As as um, Napoleon Hill said, whatever the mind of man can believe, conceive, and believe, he can achieve. So it. it is about seeing it and believing it, and then, as you said earlier, taking action. Absolutely. But, yeah. By the way, there's a chapter. You said this also. Uh, we're very aligned. Um, you said about getting off the couch. There's actually a, a chapter titled "Get Off the Couch." Wow. <laughs> Folks, I promise Megan hasn't prepped me. I didn't know anything about this book. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I normally don't speak about myself, but meaning that uh, there's so many, uh, as I said, we're very aligned here. So now the essence, the other piece of Marcus, though, is your heart. Right. And you have a, um, a Facebook group um, right. and it's aligned with the heart and your faith. So why don't you speak a little bit about that? Sure, thank you so much for mentioning that. Um, I have a Facebook group called, Hey, Guess What? I Love You. And Hey, Guess What, Megan? I Love You, right? And I tell people that all the time. And the way it came about, first of all, how I came up with the name is when I'm in the car with my kids, I always had a game, you know, be driving and listening to music and talking or something. And out of the blue, I go, Hey, Guess What, guys? And they go, What, Dad? And I say, I love you. Because I feel like it's important. Fortunately, I was always blessed with parents who told me that, they love me. Mm -hmm. But as I grew older and would experience other friends or they'd be at my house or something like that, I realized that other people didn't have that luxury, didn't have that benefit of their parents telling them that they love them. So I, there, I have a, it's, it's a blessing and a curse. I have this thing inside of me where I feel the world's pain. You know, if, if God forbid I run over a squirrel in the road, I'm in tears. You know, if I hit a bird in my car, I'm, I'm in tears. If there is somebody uh, that is experiencing pain and I'm around them, I feel that, mm -hmm. right? And uh, I, it's, it's just something that affects me to the heart. So in a moment of prayer, you know, I, being 49 years old, I struggle with my vocals. Some nights are phenomenal. Thank the Lord. I had a wonderful show Saturday night. Um, but some nights I go out on stage and it's just not working, you know, because I'm an athlete right? Mm -hmm. I'm an athlete here in the throat and we all get worn out and eventually I'll have to hang up my cleats from singing. Well, I was in a moment of prayer of meditation. Uh, this was about February, uh, right when I found Clubhouse and Glenn Lundy and hashtag Rise and Grind. And I was sitting in a moment of prayer and I was just like, dear Lord, I had the show this weekend. I Just please repair my voice. And an instant download came in and it wasn't my thought because I wouldn't think this about myself. And he said, son, who said you had to sing? I just said, you have to use your voice. And I'm like, okay, is that real or is that my mind or whatever? And so I'm doubting myself and I'm doubting what God's saying to me in prayer. And then another instance, right, probably two minutes later, and you need to start a podcast. I don't have the equipment. I don't know anything about podcasts. I don't know anything about motivational speaking. Um, and so I started seeking out help, just asking people, you know, I, this is my calling. It's not what I chose. I don't necessarily want to do this. Um, I do now because I'm really into it. But at the time, I didn't necessarily want to do right. it. I want to sing. Mm -hmm. And uh, so then somebody, I was in a meeting with uh, a Zoom meeting where somebody was gracious enough to give me their time. And they said, you need to start a Facebook group. And I have adopted children. My first three boys were adopted uh, real quick because I have celiac disease, which means I'm allergic to wheat, gluten and wheat. And mm -hmm. so I, I, once I fix that, I have biological kids now. Uh, but the gentleman was telling me, you should start a uh, podcast on blended families. 
I was like, okay, that's okay. And just one, I was in the car and I turned around to my daughter and I said, Hey, Morgan, Hey, guess what? And she said, you love me, dad. And it <laughs> hit me. And I was like, that's, that's my group. Right. And so I started a, a, a motivational group, encouraging group and a group just to tell people that you're not alone, that you are enough. Like our dear friend, Bruce Pulver says, mm-hmm. you know, and so we have uh, this group and I started it in April, late March, early April of this year. And now to this point, we're, we're closing in on 1800 people in the group. Um, I go live every morning on Facebook. And so every day I will have 12 motivational quotes uh, throughout the day that are dropped in there, whether I make them or I copy it from somebody I know. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and I post them every day. But I've found that there are so many people out in the world that are suffering, that mm-hmm. need love, that need to be talked to, that need companionship. And if I could go into a machine and replicate myself so that I could just rush out and help everybody, I would. But that's a long-winded answer of how I started the Hey, Guess What? Yeah. I love you group. Yeah. No, it's very important, actually, to share that. Again, one, it is reality, number right. one. Now, I mean, so everyone can go to Facebook and join this group. Well, thank you. Absolutely. But the other is what you touched on about just connecting. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's so important. And I, like you said, find that so many people are disenfranchised and really do not know how to connect, but they do know social media. And so it's a great vehicle to connect with uh, people and Absolutely. share that you love them. Absolutely. And well, and even though I don't see them, you know, like, you know, we were like we were on Clubhouse, you know, we're just these heads and circles, you know, until. But when we got in that room in New York right. and I don't mean to keep talking about it, but that's our experience. When we got into that room, I knew you already. Mm-hmm. But there you were in the flesh. So mm-hmm. it's the same thing with my Hey, Guess What? I Love You group. I know those people. I can look at the analytics and there's about 900 people that are always engaged in it. And mm-hmm. believe you me, it's a massive undertaking, you know, having a job and a W-2. But I feel obligated because of that compassionate heart that I was blessed with to take care of these people. And not that I'm so great, but I think people are just reaching for anything to cling on to for a sense of community, you mm-hmm. know, a sense of existence. And we've created that community within the, hey, hey, guess what? I love you group. And I tell everybody when I go live every day, look, I was just called to start this. It's not about Marcus Ellis. It's not about me. It's about you, mm-hmm. right? I, mm-hmm. I, I want you guys to be involved. And so now people are connecting in the group and they're going live and they're showing their kids and food and all these things. And it's become <laughs> this wonderful community yes. of like-minded people. And now I feel I felt like, you know, that's my calling. I've done well in the world uh, by, and our good friend, Tony Rodriguez this weekend, mm-hmm. uh, this week uh, was telling me, you know, Hey, Mark, your, your goal of trying to eradicate suffering in the world is just going to set you up for, for disappointment. Change your thought process and say you just want to ease the suffering of the world. So yes. that was a really great advice. And so that's what I, my goal is. If I can ease one person's suffering in a day, then I feel good. That's you know, it. It's just, it's just uh, that one person. If you look right. at it from that place, that one person, then it's not this overwhelming, daunting task because we, like Tony said to you, it, it cannot happen, but we can sure. make a difference in one person's life. Absolutely. Right. Well, as we are closing down our t- 30-minute uh, <laughs> with Marcus, um, and you've shared, you know, again, uh, your, you know, young Marcus to your dream, your love of music, uh, right. singing the Beatles out on center field to performing, uh, to following the Grateful Dead to performing and your career job, your W-2, as you just said. Right. And um, and now with this and then uh, liking speaking 
uh, forth and speaking it into existence, as the word of God says, that right. um, about motivational speaking or speaking, you know, just sharing your heart uh, with others. Um, I always ask my guests the same question, Marcus. Uh-oh. <laughs> uh, and, and basically, oh, it's easy. But um, I don't know if you've ever read Sharon Lecter's and, and Greg Reed's book, Three Feet from Gold. I have but, not, but I'm familiar with them. But Three Feet from Gold, just, you know, uh, somewhat autobiographical in reference right. to Greg. But, but it starts out with a fictional story of this man during the gold rush days, uh, was an East Coast guy, had gold fever, went west, bought his property, started chiseling away and hard work and very, you know, uh, discouraged with it all and finally gave up. And he sold his property to a town person. And that person took the same chisel and ax and went and in three feet struck gold. Right. I've heard that story. Hence three feet from gold. But Sharon in the book, and Sharon is forever a teacher and a mentor. And uh, she has what she calls her success formula. So your fa- your passion plus talent times association uh, times action plus faith equals success. Wow. Now, I'm not going to ask you all wow. of those. Right. But this is what I do ask everyone. Okay. What is your passion, Marcus? And what is your talent? Um, my passion is serving others. You know, with the Mother Teresa quote, if it's attributed to her, if that's correct, you know, lose yourself in the service of others. That that's my passion. Um, my talent is that it, as cliche as it sounds, I'm a people person. I can go into any room and instantly walk up to a stranger and strike up a conversation and, you know, be with those people. And it, it's neat because I also can go in a room and people gravitate to me. And once again, that sounds very egotistical, but yeah. my gift from God is that I can go into any room with any person and strike up a conversation and then tell them, Hey, guess what? I love you. Right. You know, which is so powerful. You know, right now I'm walking around town real quick and I just randomly in the mall go up to somebody. Hey, has anybody told you that they loved you today? And they said, no. And I said, well, hey, guess what? I love you. So my my gift from God, besides my voice, is that uh, I, I really love being around people and I love interacting with people. And you can tell I'm not very introverted. <laughs> no. And I firsthand saw that this weekend. We were blessed to be in attendance, uh, as uh, Marcus and I are speaking about. Glenn Lundy uh, put on Breakfast with Champions Consortium in New York City. We were actually in Long Island City, but we right. did go to New York City together, you and we I. We did. We did. We took an Uber and went to Central Park and walked. Uh, so uh, on Thursday morning, it was just yeah. a wonderful, special, special time. But the one thing I want to share back to what you said about your passion plus talent is that um, the reason that people do identify, not identify, respond to you is because you're sincere. Right. You're sincere in that. You're sincere in your interest. And I normally don't comment on people's, uh, you know, passion and talent, but I saw it firsthand, that it is truly you are um, sincere in that love and want to share that. And and you cannot deny that, meaning someone is not going to turn their back on that. So I, I truly saw that relationship and connection um, forming this past Thank weekend. You. Thank you. Well, yeah, I think we all have to be our authentic selves. 
-hmm. right? You know, if I'm going to do something different, that's not my gift from God, people are going to figure me out pretty quick. And then we won't be, we'll be less successful. Yeah. So I just have to be myself when I walk into a room and that can be annoying sometimes, but, (laughs) but, but most times it's really uh, a gift and I appreciate that gift. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, folks, you'll be able to, in the um, information Find Marcus, all of his information from social media to other, um, you know, uh, websites and the like. If if there is one, uh, you'll be able to find Marcus and continue this uh, conversation with him um, offline here. So, again, thank you so much for uh, being with me today. I know that you have touched many and will continue because these shows live on. So if you wouldn't mind staying in the green room and I will be back. All right. Well, thank you so much for having me. It was an honor. My pleasure. Truly. Wow, folks. You know what resonates with me is how different and unique each of my unique leaders are, my guests each week. Uh, It is profound to me. The Holy Spirit puts in my spirit to ask people to join me uh, from a gentleman, Lokesh from India, who is a leading biochemist in the uh, pharmaceutical grade skincare world to Marcus Ellis, who is a rock and roller, but also a a very, very uh, successful businessman in in sales, as well as now building his career in motivational speaking. So you will truly see Marcus, um, I know, and I'm sure you'll join his Facebook group and just continue to be loved upon and, and, you know, really resonate in your spirit. So with that, please do share this out. Um, It would truly benefit your whomevers that will be touched by Marcus Ellis's story. And as I said, there are other profound people and their stories on uh, YouTube to uh, all the podcasting platforms. But Marcus will be, his uh, segment here will be uh, also replayed tomorrow. And then by Tuesday, we'll be online. And as we said today, both Marcus and I, and that was also very special, that it's never too early or too late to create the life of your dreams. There's always hope and infinite possibilities just over the horizon. Thank you for joining me today. And we will see you next Friday for another truly unique leader and sharing their story. Be blessed. Thank you for listening to the Unique Leaders Podcast. If we said something today that resonated with you, please connect with me at megandemartino.com. I have a free gift for you my book, Hope and Possibilities Just Over the Horizon. It's never too early or too late to create the life of your dreams. And don't forget to head over to iTunes and leave us a five-star review. I would truly appreciate it. Be blessed.